0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Also, we'll brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our relaunched merch store where you can get all your favorite SGPN gear. Just head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. At what they've done lately. Um, they're very well organized. Uh, they do a couple of different things. Um, they're very experienced too. That's what we've seen. Um, strong, very good set plays. Um, and, and yet they have some players that are really goal-oriented. So um, yes, we're we, are, we are aware of their um, strengths. Yeah, we haven't met England for 2019. They're a new coach now. And... Um, I can think that we—it's more uh, for us to look at uh, the game against U.S. in the Olympics because I think England and U.S. they, they kind of very good players, good tactical, um, and play in a similar way. So, so um, and then you are thinking about the match plan. Uh, what can shoot us? But can be difficult for for England. You are listening to your Euro twenty twenty women's Semi-final preview here on the soccer gambling podcast. You can follow the soccer gambling podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. I'm also the host of BetMUFC. You can follow that podcast at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. There was an episode just dropped a couple of days ago looking at the current situation with Man United in this transfer window. And of course, finally, you can follow me at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. That is the Twitter account for LockBetting.com. So LockBetting.com without a dot. LockBetting.com is my premium pay service that has delivered 109 months in a row of transparent track profit. And we will be able to say it's 110 months in a row in five days time here as we secure a profit here for the month of July. When we are at 110 months, then I'm just 10 months away from being able to say I'm undefeated every single month in sports betting for a decade. That is my goal now. 120 months of transparent track profit you can come aboard in August for what will hopefully be month number 111. August is a month where all of our soccer fe- uh, soccer futures are released which hit at 81%. We'll also be releasing futures for the tennis US Open after coming off uh, coming off the back of absolutely smashing Wimbledon pieces. We'll also be releasing NFL futures as well and of course you get the regular plays as well. Domestic soccer returns, so there'll be soccer plays, there'll be tennis plays and there'll be plays in the MLB as uh, the MLB season continues. So ton- and tons of stuff coming up in the month of August. We consider August the start of our betting financial year over at lockbetting.com. So the calendar year is January to January. We look at a year from August to August just because we load August up with so many futures. And if you want to get all those plays, head over to lockbetting.com. If you want to do your re- research, go to the lockbetting.com Twitter account at lockbetting.com. Look at the pin tweet at the top of the page. The pin tweet is the PL. PL stands for profit and loss sheet for the previous month. You'll see the type of plays we do. You'll see the stakes. You'll see the sports. You'll see the Members' comments at the bottom of verifying the fact that this spreadsheet is legit. And if you want to see more spreadsheets, go down to the bottom of that one. You'll see tags at the bottom. They say things like soccer, tennis, NBA, etc. One of them says PL, Click the PL tab. You'll be able to see all of the PNLs, and you'll be able to see the same thing. All the type of bets we do, the stakes, the sports, and more, most importantly, the uh, members' comments at the bottom. Satisfied members saying that they have made this profit, and we've delivered that for 109 coming on to 110 months in a row at Lockbang.com. So, moving on with these semi-finals, as you heard at the top of the show, England are there. England coming off the back of beating Spain, they needed extra time to do it. I was surprised that uh, England came through in extra time because I thought the pressure would lean Spain, but actually the pressure ended up falling onto Spain. Spain didn't know how to be the front runner in that game. They were controlling the game for sixty minutes, were absolutely in control, and then instead of seeing it through. They made negative substitutions trying to sit on a 1-0 lead and allowed England back into the game. This is what England's men's team did. Gareth Southgate is seen as a negative manager who tried to protect a 1-0 lead after three minutes. Now, obviously, Spain didn't do it as early as that. But it's ironic how um, England's managers suffered the consequences of that. Spain suffered the consequences of that against England. And uh, this female manager, Savina Wiegmann, plays nothing like that at all. She's just attack, attack, attack. You can see that by the way England scored so many goals in this tournament. Yes, in this game, England were tactically outmatched. They, they, They couldn't get the ball of Spain. Spain controlled the ball and they controlled it in good areas as well. And probably deserved to go through, but they're not. We're talking about England here. They are the team who will be playing Sweden. England needed extra time to go through. Sweden almost needed extra time. They scored the winner two minutes into injury time, thankfully for us, because we did put out a lock parlay now. So we are now into the black as far as our locks go in this tournament. My members are well into the black, Uh, nailing a nice future on France to reach the semi-final. We'll talk about them shortly. But first, we obviously need to, to cover this game. The money line market sees England at even money to progress in at the 90 minute period It's 12 to 5 on the draw, and the Swedish women here are available at 16 to 5. The qualification odds see England as a very strong favourite here for this game. England are priced up at 4 to 9, with the Swedish women here available at 13 to 8. This is a a tougher game to call than the odds, and when I say something like that, when I think a game is tough to call, but we have a significant favourite, obviously that adds value onto the underdog. I wouldn't say it's 50-50. I would say that England should be narrow favourites here. I don't think they should be as short as four to nine. The data obviously points to England without a doubt. Uh, England have won nine consecutive games before their extra time win over Spain in the quarterfinals, and still came through Spain, which is a really good achievement. They were able to get get themselves back in the game. They made attacking substitutions to get the equaliser whereas Spain, Spain made the, the opposite substitutions to try and sit on a 1-0 lead. They they should have played that game out as it was going because England saw no way back into that game. But uh, to find a way back in and to beat Spain is going to give you massive momentum and perhaps you'll be less nervous here going into the semi-final or perhaps you're just going to get more and more nervous as it looks like you may get your hands on the trophies. One thing England aren't doing is conceding goals and, and neither are Sweden. So I could see a low-scoring game here. The last have conceded just four goals in 18 games under Serena Wiegmann, Uh Serena Weigman, sorry and uh, have kept four clean sheets in the last five outings Sweden have won just two of the last eight meetings with teams in um, the top 10 of FIFA's world rankings the last time they actually won was against England at the 2019 Women's World Cup so, um Given England's recent form and the home advantage, they they should be able to come through here at Bramall Lane. Uh, one of the key things, other than the fact they've looked better in this tournament, is the fact they've got extra two days preparation. So we'll see how, how that works out for them. Sweden's performance, despite the fact that we did cash a lot, was worrying. I thought they'd be more convincing against Belgium. And now you're coming up against one of the strongest defences in world football for the women's game. But... One thing it is worth noting, sometimes you just get results like that. You absolutely just bang on the door and bang on the door and bang on the door and it doesn't go in for you. So despite the fact it did take them 92 minutes to to be a stubborn Belgium team, a stubborn Belgium defence, they did muster up an incredible 33 attempts on goal and they did dominate that game. So I do think they are a threat to England. They have only lost one of the team's seven competitive meetings. And while they've not been entirely free flowing in the summer, uh, it is still worth noting that they are a threat. During England's recent winning run, though, um, that has included four victories over elite opponents. Elite opponents I consider to be Germany, the Netherlands, Norway in the group stage, despite the fact they, they didn't play well in this tournament. And of course, Spain, who they came through in extra time. So, I think this is a very, very difficult call to make. I do think it will be cautious, I do think it will be cagey, I do think that England will deliver another first half like they did against Spain, where they do allow Sweden to have more of the chances and more of the ball. England have done that here in, in two halves of the tournament, when they come up against stronger opponents, which, which Austria proved to be because they got through the group, which Norway didn't, um, England didn't really play in that first half, they were very, very nervous, in fact they were even worse in the second half, so that was pro- probably their worst performance. Against Spain I don't think they played well, they were nervous there as Plus, it was a step up in class. But in the end, I think you have to say that England made that step up in class. Um, despite the fact the Norway result looks like the, the best performance of the tournament. I disregard it when I'm handicapping because Norway were just awful. And there was something wrong with that dressing room for this tournament. The way they were just letting the goals just flow against them in that England game. There seemed to be some disharmony. The manager got sacked. So, I don't look at that and go, England are this unbelievable... impeccable scoring side that are just going to take teams apart because they scored eight goals against Norway. No, I look at that, yes, but I also look at the nervous start they made against Austria and um, the nervous way they played against Spain and and really shouldn't be here in this game. So I think it'll be tight and cagey again. Um, I don't think Sweden are necessarily a great bet to penetrate first given that they, they only scored one goal from 33 attempts. So despite the fact I look for them to be the less nervous and to create some chances in the first half, I'm quite safe to say that... um... Even if one of them goes in, even if one of them goes in, then um, I'm quite happy that we'll cash the under. We just don't want um, two first-half goals here. So if we can get in for um, for 1-0, preferably 0-0, but if we get in with a 1-0, then um, I think that the other team will, will park the bus, because that seems to be the way things are going in this tournament, and the other team will chase the game. Obviously, with strong supporting data on the player, you have to lay a lot of juice here for this under. The under two-and-a-half goals here is available at 8-13, to So if you're looking for a better bet, um, I can't really give you one here for this show. I'm not sure that England are going to win in 90 minutes. I'm not even sure that England are going to qualify. Are they worthy favourites? Yes. Do they have a good record against Sweden? No. Do I put a lot of weight into England's 8-0 win over Norway? No. Do I put a lot of weight into the fact it took Sweden to score just one of 33 attempts and took 92 minutes to do it? No, I, I don't put weight into any of that for me. This is a close 50-50 game, therefore all the value here is on the underdog to beat England as they usually do. But my strongest play here is going to be on the under, despite the fact there is juice on the selection here at 8-13 for tonight's semi-final between England and Sweden. Moving on to your second semi-final that takes place on Wednesday, we have Germany against France. Germany are the narrow favourites at 13 to 8, 21 to 10 on the draw, and it's 15 to 8 on France. The outright qualification market sees Germany as a slight 4 to 5 favourites, and France here available at even money. These two teams are the same price, though, to win the tournament. You have Germany at 5 to 2 and France at 5 to 2, with Sweden the biggest price at 6 to 1, and England currently the favourites here at a very short six to four to win this tournament so if you were using the trading markets for 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 betting or the exchanges you could get england at minus 200 one to two minus 200 to not win this tournament so you would have two chances to oppose england essentially here firstly against sweden and then against the winner of this game here between germany and france This one's very very difficult to call Obviously I said that about the last one as well And as I see that as kind of being a 55-45 to England You are getting line value here on the price It's difficult to pick the value here Unless you have a significant lean Towards who's going to go through And I do think that based on the way the two teams have played in this tournament Germany should be the slight favourites, It's also given Germany's pedigree in this competition as well That makes sense For me... If you're taking Germany here, you have to take into consideration that Germany have been one of the standout teams of the tournament, breezing into the semi final, no problems at all, four successive wins, 11 goals scored. And France's disadvantage is disadvantaged the fact they were taken to extra time against Holland, um, and, and they drew their final group game against Iceland. So you could look at that technically, even though I don't think France were putting in a full effort. Uh, but you have to compare it to the fact that Germany have three wins when you're making a, a favourite for this game. I think. The goals here for this game would be the best way to play it. I know we didn't get that for, for France versus the Netherlands, but I'm sure we'll get it here. Both teams have scored in three of France's four games at Euro 2022, and they come up against a German side that have not failed to score. In fact, they failed to score just once in their last 16 games. France's goalless draw after 90 minutes in the quarterfinals was actually the first time since April 2021 that they have failed to score. Uh, there have also been three or more goals in 13 of France's last 17 fixtures so I think goals is the best way to go finding value on that is obviously a little bit more difficult because we have strong data for the play the over two and a half goals for this game is available at four to six minus 150 so that's why I chose to take both teams to score because it's both teams to score yes at ten to eleven and both teams to score no at ten to eleven, I will definitely be leaning on the side of yes. As I said, France are are despite despite looking good, are willingly conceding goals. But I do think they'll be able to score against this German side here, despite the fact Germany advanced with a clean shoot, which was another play that cash for us. I think France are a different proposition. I think this will probably be the more exciting out of the two semifinals with with one of the sides probably germany going through with a 2-1 win so we are close to the prospect of an england germany final and i do think that would be the best thing for for women's football in this country i think it would really capture people's imaginations will they hold on to that viewership when the when the regular season starts of course they won't we have to be realistic people are watching this and gambling on this because there is no other football to watch other than friendly internationals and i think that's something that has to be accepted i i have no issue with the women's game growing i have no issue with covering it now i have no issue of watching it, it has got better the issue i have is again with this woke nonsense where the the england team haven't won a world cup since 1966 they haven't won any major trophies since 1966 in 1996 we released the shot a song called um, three lions about three lines on a shirt it's coming home it's coming home you've probably heard it you probably know about it and um the, in the song they had the lyric 30 years of hurt because it was out in 1996 and it we hadn't won a major tournament since 1966 well now we keep adding years of hurt to it and it's been 56 years since england the men's team won a major trophy now youth teams and and teams in other age groups have won trophies so we don't count those as trophies. So why do we count the, the women's game? Do we then start counting those youth trophies? Do we then start looking at the, the disability teams? I think it's got, um, it's got a bit ridiculous at this point. Look, the England's men team haven't won since 1966. And if the women do it, that's great. It's great for, for uh, women's football in England. But it doesn't mean that's the end of the run. England's men's team need to do it. If England's men's team win the the 2022 World Cup, then the the run has ended at 56 years. If the women's team win this tournament, it does not mean that that's the end of England's run not winning in major tournaments because I don't think the women's game has come far enough. And even if it has, even though they're playing against full 80,000 stadiums, it does not negate the fact that England, the main team, which is the men's team, haven't won a major championship. So that's, that's the kind of stuff that puts people off. I think when you hear a pundit saying something like that, where they say, oh, it's been 56 years since England won a major trophy, you end up just thinking, well, even if you win this, it's still been 56 years. This is no way near as as significant as, as as that. And it's the same thing when you look across the board. It's great that these things are being played. But if you're telling me that the... the uh, MLS and the, and the Women's Soccer League and the NBA and the WNBA and the Women's World Cup Soccer and the, and the Women's Euros of Soccer equivalent to Men's World Cup and Euros. Like, please, just, just stop. Um, I think the only place you can say that is, is uh, for tennis and possibly UFC. And that's because of people like Ronda Rousey and the Williams sisters. And when, when big stars organically grow, it it helps develop the game and i don't think we've got that here in this tournament despite the fact i'm happy to watch it and i'm enjoying it and we are making money here on this tournament i'm not going to um go as far as to say that um, I'm invested in it the same way as the men's game and that it would be a fantastic achievement and something I've waited my entire life to see uh, which is England lifting a major national trophy if the women do it. I don't think that's going to quench my first and I have no issue saying that at all. Um, Even if the woke police want to get on my back about something again uh, as you usually do. Um, Closing out with a lock on the show isn't too much here when you've got a two game slate but I do think both teams definitely find a net on Thursday between Germany and France. We'll, uh, we'll leave the England game because uh, my clients are riding a small future on Sweden to win the tournament. I thought they were too big at the start of 7-1. I think they're too big now. They've reached the semi-final and all they've moved is a pound. So for £100 you would have got uh, 800 back at the start of the tournament for 100 pound you now get 700 back i think that's way too big for a team as experienced as sweden who are regulars in the semi-finals and finals so i still think there's big value then on them here as the fourth favorite it wouldn't surprise me at all though if the winner came from the other game in the tournament look this is this is wide open and i don't think we should have england sitting up there as a as a clear Six to four, plus one fifty favourites to win this tournament. The, the main edge they have is the home advantage, but as we saw in the last game, that's not really acting as a as a huge advantage because obviously, as much as we are playing the England games at full stadiums, without the without the the men there, the passionate, hardcore football fans that live, breathe, and die football, that generates a real, real atmosphere. Not that there's anything wrong with with the kids and the children going, but. You know, you can you can hear it from the from the from the sound that it makes. It's not it's not the same as um, as, as forty thousand hardcore football supporters getting behind you. That to me represents the twelfth man. I don't think they have the twelfth man here. I think what I see is is 11 women carrying a big weight on their back, where they're expected to win the tournament, where they're also under the pressure of trying to raise the profile of the women's game. I think that actually tells. I think it actually puts more pressure on some of these teams, because, especially for for England, where obviously these women, they, they see stupid men complaining about the fact that this is getting coverage or the fact that it's on TV. Look, Just turn your radio off or don't watch that channel. This is, this is the whole thing about wokeness and being cancelled and everything. Like you don't have to watch. I'm not, I'm not for people making comparisons and trying to trying to paint this out as being as significant as the men's game like it's, it's not I'm not I'm not for equal pay I'm not for any of that stuff like I'm, I'm realistic but at the same time I'm also not for people slagging them off and saying that they shouldn't be playing and saying that it shouldn't be on TV and you know why don't they stick to cooking and all that kind of shit no like it's a sport it's on television we can gamble on it um, It's it's entertaining in its own way so yeah like just I don't see any issue with it. Like, you don't want to watch something. Just shut the fuck up and don't watch it. Like, there's nothing wrong with this being on television. There's nothing wrong with raising the profile of it. Do, we, do people cross the line? Do some idiots cross the line when they make comparisons and and try and say that this is the same as the other? Or when a woman breaks a goal-scoring record, that that is the, the new... England goal scoring record like they're doing with one particular individual at the moment yeah that's stupid like comparing any female player to to Wayne Rooney is dumb and that shouldn't be happening but let them play the game like I have no issue with it at all and and just because it's on mainstream terrestrial TV that's good for it we can only benefit from there being more money in the game and there being more um more interest in playing it and more little girls can can play football and make money from it like that's not a bad thing if the WNBA worked and it was Drawing proper crowds, that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing for something to organically grow. And that is the key word. Organic. The organicness doesn't exist in this um in this movement, in this woke world, in this Megan Rapino Bullshit belief system. Uh that that's the issue that I have with it. Everything else I don't. Like I don't I, I do have an issue with the the sexist bullshits where it's saying, get it off TV, it shouldn't be happening. Like you're a moron if, you, if you're if you turn turning around and saying that. But I do, I do sit somewhere in it, the middle. Otherwise, um I, I've got enough integrity to just not cover this at all. I would have just missed out and just said, no, I'm not covering the women's world I'll, I'll come back when the season starts, which is obviously not what I've done. Anyway, that's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And